the free for all roundtable round two on round two let's say good morning to news talk 1010 personality host of the trivia show amongst other things jason agnew is here adam vaughn is a former liberal mp and Anne marie akins is a media and crisis communications leader i was singing your praises earlier this week Anne marie and then you let me know that you were listening and i always forget that when i say something good or bad about somebody they may actually be listening at the time I'm always listening, John. (laughs) So, you know what, let's start with the actor's strike. And I'm hearing from an awful lot of people who say, well, who cares if the actors are on strike and why do we care about writers and they're all rich? And actually, they're they're not. The average working actor doesn't make all that much money. But I think, and Adam Vaughn, I'll start with you because as a former city councillor and former MP, you're probably in touch with this. This is a huge business. And if it were to shut down in Toronto, we would notice. Yeah, it's it's the impacts are already being felt in, in 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 studios right across the country, as as a lot of U.S. productions uh, get shot north of the border, um, and yeah, it's 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 all well and fine to sort of pick your favorite star and say they get paid too much, but the reality is is that is that the 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 the, the, the real cast uh, is is a cast of thousands, and and they all have families to support, and they all have. Uh, food put in the table and 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 uh, you know payments to make on mortgages. So uh, it's an industry, and and when you look at it, I, I think I saw a, a comment yesterday that the head of Disney makes more in a day than the average actor makes in a year. Um, and so uh, something's out of whack here, and and none of us pay to go see a you know a, a film producer. Uh, credit rolled by. We go to see the actors and actresses and, and listen to the words the writers put on the on the on the uh, screen. Uh, pay up and and make it fair. And and it's it's a multi billion dollar industry, and the lowest paid people in that industry deserve to get a better wage. Jason Agnew, you know your way around a set. So, what are your thoughts? Well, shockingly, John, I'm actually non-union, so uh, I'm looking for work at this point uh, with the uh, strike happening. No, no, but, you know, all the points that you've made all morning are right. You know, for every one giant Clooney and Pitt, there's hundreds of thousands of other actors that don't have that salary uh, around them. And this is very much a turning point. You know, you've brought up AI over and over again. And as technology does proceed forward and AI gets involved, um, this is something that will affect actors, will affect how many actors are needed, will affect writers as well. So I think that the unions are getting ahead of it here by supporting one another and uh, taking into consideration what could be happening. And and really, we haven't seen a change in regards to streaming rights versus rights at the box office as well. Uh, I've heard that there are problems with that and pay allocation that is coming back to actors for unlimited streams. So this is all coming to a head. Anne-Marie Aikens, your your thoughts, uh, because as our two previous pundits have offered, it really is just a profession. I know it involves hair and makeup, but it's just a job like being a cater waiter. Yeah, it's um, you know, my uh, late brother was he's, was multi-talented, really talented, and he really tried to make a living in it. But you, uh, he finally, uh, you know, decided I just can't make a solid living at this uh, this job. I'm going to go into teaching, and that was a wonderful profession profession for him. But yeah, most of them don't make very much money at all. And I'm hoping the fact that the actors have joined um, the writers uh, that that will help get both resolved because otherwise it's going to be a really boring fall. 
Well, that's it. I mean, there's only so much, uh, what is it called, farming for love that any of us want to put up with. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to the accused Leslieville killer, one of three people involved in a gun incident that led to the death of an innocent 44-year-old mother of two has been apprehended. Turns out he wasn't just on bail once, he was on, out on bail numerous times, was in violation already of his release. Um, Jason Agnew, I'll start with you. One does not have to necessarily be a, you know, string them all up guy to look at this case and think something went seriously wrong. The amount of times that I've been on here chatting with you about crimes that have taken place uh, involving people that are out on bail, not the first time, but the second time that are repeat offenders uh, has been crazy uh, this year. And this is devastating. If you want to put something in place where maybe you get a pass that first time, but if it's a repeat offender, lock them up and keep them away from everyone else so we don't have incidents like this that happen. And Marie Aiken, somebody was making, I think it was Pierre Polyev, the same pitch on Twitter, and I noticed our old friend Dave Agar, former morning anchor, said, yeah, how many prisons are you going to build? There are practical aspects to this, but I do think taking serial criminals off the street, even if they are pending trial, is a worthy investment. Yeah, I know the Liberals um, tabled... Um bail reforms in May, and I haven't heard anything about that. And that, and it, that proposed to strengthen uh, bail reforms and and make it, make it much more difficult. But I would really like, because this is my neighborhood, so this is personal to me. I was there moments before um, she was shot. That's my doctor's office. Uh, you know, there were daycare kids right there. It could have been any of us, and uh, it, it just... I'm just like wondering, somebody really needs to dig into what happens when you go on bail in Canada. We don't have bail bondsmen. There is this element of trust. Whoever signs for you, whoever puts up your assurity is, ta- is taking that, re- you know, thinking about that uh, very seriously. So I would really like to see uh, John, a good journalist look into it. Yeah, go ahead. John, the, the, the bail reform bill stalled at second reading. Right. It's, it's, it's po- yeah. poison ready to go. It, it deals exactly with this issue, but the conservatives didn't think it was strong enough, so they filibustered it, and so it stalled yes. at second reading. So, so it, it's the, the minister has made his second speech in the house, which means all you need now is a vote. Uh, unfortunately, it never got to a vote, and therefore didn't get to Senate, didn't get passed. But the other issue here, which needs to be talked about, it's not just a, a question of whether the, the judge issued, you know, used the right discretion at the point of uh, the point of uh, incarceration. But the other issue is this: is this individual uh, failed to appear several times? At, at what point did the police get? asked, why didn't you go pick him up? Uh, it, it, I mean, if you want to talk about preventative crime measures, that's a preventative crime measure. The person has shown that they're they're incapable of living up to the bail conditions, so go arrest them. Uh, and and that's where I think um, p- police activity could be strengthened, quite frankly. And and it's 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 also a question as well, not just of the law, but also a question of whether or not the crown attorney and the police show up at the hearing to make sure the bail conditions are as strong as they need to be. So it's a systemic issue beyond just the law. Uh, but in this case, I'd ask the police, why didn't you pick him up? He failed to appear. He violated his bail conditions. He was given a chance. Why didn't you take the second chance away from him? That's a policing issue, not a courts issue. 
Mark Tui uh, was talking about the Governor General expensing $71,000 in limousine fees for a four-day visit to Iceland. And Adam, I'll start with you, because I guess you know a thing or two about government spending. Uh, Mark thinks that the Governor General herself should be going over the line items. I'm not convinced. I'm sure you get that kind of an office, and they just say, there's a car outside, go get in it, and we're going somewhere. Uh, but somebody, Especially yeah. when you're overseas. Quite often, that's all arranged by the by the host state. In this case, she was attending the, the the Arctic summit and there may be security issues related to, to Russia and dot, dot, dot. But, but I remember once I, I got a, I got a taxi at the airport to get home and, and the bill said airport and limousine. It was the way the company was incorporated. And my minister's office, Jean-Yves Duclos' office wouldn't cash it out because it said limousine. It looked like I was, I was, you know, taking the luxury ride home rather than the taxi ride home. I, I can't even remember if it was a taxi or a limousine. I just jumped in the first car I saw. There is some personal responsibility, but there's also uh, sometimes it's beyond your control. I was I was attending a UN conference once. I had no idea it was in Ecuador. I had no idea who arranged what at the airport. I was just told get in this car and go, and I did. If there was a bill attached to that, I would never have seen it. So, yeah, is sometimes over the top. Absolutely. Do you have to watch it? You should. Um, is it her personal responsibility at that point? I, I think it's it's just, again it's 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 just the trappings of state. Okay. And Jason, are we being petty for, you know, questioning the spending on how the governor general gets around? Well, this isn't the first time we've had a story about the governor general. Wasn't there a flight that was, uh, you know, 200,000? It was catered. Yeah. There just seems to be a lot of expenses for the good old governor general every time uh, she decides to travel around. And are these trips really necessary? Did she need to be at this? You know, a lot of questions raised here on my end. All right. Anne-Marie Akins, you can split the difference. I, you know, I think uh, the thing I think about is that where are her communications people to explain what on earth happened in Iceland? Uh, because there may be a logical explanation, as Adam says, there, there just could be an explanation. And, but nobody's given it. Uh, meanwhile, an ADP MPP has quit blaming high child care costs. And I'll come back to you, Anne-Marie Aikens. I have been somewhat uncharitable about this, pointing out that, the, you know, an MPP makes $116,000 a year. Yeah, 116 isn't what it used to be, but yeah. I, I don't know her personal circumstances. Is she, you know, I was a single mom, so I, I know you sometimes had to weigh, can I afford to take this job because the the cost of childcare is so high? So you, you kind of have to weigh things. Did something change in her personal financial situation, uh, illness or something maybe changed, uh, but you would think she would know the situation going into it. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's hard to that's hard to say. My thanks to Anne Marie Akins, Jason Agnew, who will be back Sunday morning, Adam Vaughn, and we leave you with a bit of rush because hey, it's Bastille Day. Catch the round table, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.